Welcome to Vintage Girl with a Bow. I am your host, Bibi, and my guest this afternoon is none other than Pastor Yvette Leachman. Okay. So I am Yvette Leachman, and um, I hail from St. Catherine, Jamaica, baptized Amen. on the 26th of June, um, 1977. And that later that evening received the hand of fellowship and became a bona fide member of a church of God of prophecy. What age were you at that time when you oh took all goodness. this? You're dating me now. You're dating me now. Yes. I, 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 I want to know what age were you when you I made that drastic decision. I, I was 17 years old. God bless. God bless. My, my, my father, my grandfather was a deacon and they would classify them as preaching deacon or non-preaching deacons. Okay. okay. And so uh, when it came to the rites of um, baptism and Lord's Supper and so on, you would have the district overseer who would come in um, uh, or zone overseer who would come in and do those. So um, I became a part of, um, of, of the Church of God of Prophecy. Uh, uh, on on that evening after the baptism. The first time I came to Jesus, I was actually at my grandparents. I was 12 years old. And this preacher, um, um, Pastor Murray, he would come once every quarter or so, do Lord's Supper and all of these things. And so um, this time he came and he was like a Jeremiah. I could see the man's face even today. Yes. When he would preach, he was so passionate. He would plead with sinners and you would see the tears streaming down his face. Sister Bibi, where are those anymore? I want to find them again, Pastor. Where are those preachers? Where are those days when you labor for souls? I mean, we don't that's do that all anymore. That Yes. They, they did not care to be popular. They did not care to be to be politically correct. They did not care about any of those things. All they saw was souls. souls All they Christ. saw yes. were, were those souls that were lost, and they would they would plead with them earnestly. They would plead with them mm-hmm. gently. They would spend I mean hours. minutes on end. Yes, if it took hours to bring them to come. Sinners. Oh my God, bring Bless back the those, 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 that spirit that that causes us to see the worth of one soul delivered. Amen. Oh, amen. Yes. amen. Hallelujah. It's Thank like you, even Jesus. in these days, Sister Bibi, it's like a altar call is 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 outdated. It's not nobody calls an altar call anymore. And that's why do you preach? That why is where I wondered. Yes, we want to hear what the what you have done. You have preached. Where is the fruit of your labor? Someone could be seated right there and just want to hear an altar call so they could move forward, but they don't do it anymore. Absolutely, absolutely. And because none was called, that person walked away and their soul is still lost. Amen, amen, exactly. So anyway, I tell you, that man, so I went to the altar at age 12. I gave my heart to the Lord. But by the time I went home, at that time, my mom was in a vaccine state and um, my, my late mom. 
and um, she she was not going to church. So when I got home, I just fell back into, you know, I did not, I didn't want to rock any boat. I didn't tell her I'd give my heart to the Lord or anything. Um, at this time also, I just passed my common entrance exam. A lot of things had changed because dad had died in a traffic accident. A lot of changes around that time in my life. And so started to go to high school and, um, and ironically or, or just wonderful, amazingly, it was now at the point when I was about to graduate high school that Jesus came again. I fell deeply in love with him. Yes. Yes. I fell deeply in love with him. I fell. I want to say that again. There was a void that that I had, that it's only after it was filled that I realized the void that was there. I'll give you a little picture. We didn't have much. And when my dad died, it put us into a situation. Now I'm starting high school, right? And I didn't have what others had. Mm. And and I tell you something, peers, in school, Jesus can be cruel. Mm. They can be cruel. They, do, they, they, they didn't miss an opportunity to let you realize that you are not in their league or you are not, you don't have what they have, you know? Mm. Anyway, I stayed pretty much to myself, had one best friend, and if she wasn't at school, I walked alone. Um, because I was not of the, the sort that wanted to, would, would just, uh, allow myself to be abused just to be in, in, in certain company. So, um, so when Jesus came into my heart, I realized that up until this point, I had just been existing. I began to be loved. My dad was not, not my late dad was not especially loving either. He was a rough man. Mm-hmm. And um, I did not understand. People did not in those days say, I love you. Um, and, and when they would correct you, it would be so harsh that you, be, you, you, you never thought love <laughs> in mm-hmm. all of it. You know? And so, so when Jesus came, I was ripe for the picking. I needed, mm-hmm. I needed, I needed, I needed love. I needed, and I needed, I needed um, assurance. I needed validation. Now you understand I'm on the brink of becoming an adult and, yes. and I, 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 the world is going to open up. You know, before I, my eyes were opened by the Lord, I was thinking, oh, I can't wait to be an adult. Now I got to the place and, oh my goodness. Put me back into a child. Totally unknown. <laughs> okay. But, but, but Jesus came in at the right time and he began, you know, the writer says, chart and compass come from thee jesus savior pilot me amen 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 under the leadership and 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 guidance of my pastor my pastor began to i suppose he saw something in me that i had no idea i I would not see at that time for anything Mm -hmm. but he um he began to uh appoint me into different areas. My first appointment was to Sunday school superintendent. Again, because, because of this little district that, that my, my grandparents lived in, um, and the church was, was, was not growing for many years. 
was the same people, and most of them were elderly, and um, and most of them were shy about working in in uh, you know public. And so mm-hmm. my grandmother, my grandmother was Sunday school superintendent. She was women's leader. She was uh, she was choir director. Uh, she was she was basically everything that needed to be done uh, within the first nine months of my being a member pastor appointed me spoke to me appointed me to be the Sunday school superintendent that's the first official appointment that I have held in uh, in 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 your Christian life yeah You know, yeah. in those days, life was such a beauty. You know, <laughs> even with nothing, you were still so high in spirit, just knowing that, you know, you could become a baptized, born-again Christian. Woo! Yeah, yes. the reality so, of that was enough. <laughs> was enough, yes. But nine, at nine months into your Christian walk, you became the superintendent of Sunday school. My yeah. question for you then, you were... Being the superintendent of Sunday school, you have got to understand where I'm coming from and what I'm going to say. So okay. you know now that Sunday school is our deepest anchor of the church. It surely is. What is it's it that you do to keep that part of your spirituality intact, your early learning from Sunday school? Oh, my goodness. The thing about it is that the wonderful thing about what you learned back in those days is that um, it never leaves you. I was um, elementary school age. I knew certain things in the Bible that I adults today don't know. I knew. Yeah. <laughs> tell me some of the stuff that you learn at, um, you know, preschool, which we would call basic school then, right? Exactly, basic school. So I learned, I was able to, to recite the 10 plagues of Egypt. Amen. I, I, I was able to tell um, the 12 sons of Jacob. Amen. I could, I could, I could do verbatim the 66 books of the Bible. Glory. Three, foundational. What a name. What would yes. you like to see that come back again, though, now for the new, this new generation? Would you like to see them inherit a little of what we had then? Even the golden text and just learning how to flip through their Bibles, wouldn't it be a great impact on them? It would. It actually would. You know, um, we see what we have reaped yes. from not giving our children a Bible-based um, education and thereby a, a, a Bible, a Bible-based worldview. Worldview, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, our children, I, I, I feel, I really feel sorry for them, for this generation, um, these generations, uh, in the last generations, because they have been robbed of things that are foundational. And um, there are things, you know, we used to say that the little poem, Labor for Learning Before You Go Before You Go and Gold. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Silver and gold will vanish away, but a good good education education never decay. decay. Amen. Amen. (laughs) And so when we go, when we look at this, we see the the foundational things that have, they they have been robbed. I say they have been robbed. robbed. And I, I really pity them because of it. 
and I pray much for this generation. And then someone with you come to Sunday school, come to Sunday school every Sunday morning. Come to Sunday school, bring someone with you, bring an offering to every Sunday morning, come to Sunday school. Amen. Praise God. That was a song to remind us of the different things that we would we would we could possibly get rewarded for my life because like I said, I fell so in love with Jesus, I could not have enough of him. So I started my walk with the Lord. Um, just praying. I prayed Mm -hmm. a lot. I fasted a lot. The church did not have to call a fast. In fact, when I got my first job, I was working at a hospital and they had a little room that was, uh, it was shut up. It was, um, behind the the cafeteria. Um, Mm -hmm. and I found out it was empty and it got to the place where I began to seek a place to be quiet during my lunchtime. Mm-hmm. And I started, my supervisor was a Christian from the New Testament mm-hmm. Church of God. And um, I, when I saw this place, I asked about it and I was given permission to okay. use that place. So um, at least once per week at lunchtime. Ah, uh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you.